This is episode three of Failures, Flops, and Fiascos. summer of 1985 oh 1985 summer i was eight so i was probably playing nintendo and riding my bike playing nintendo and riding your bike well while you were playing nintendo and riding your bike a man by the name of david cook came up with an idea do you know who david cook is Uh, i do not David Cook came up with an idea in the summer of 1985. He owned a video rental store. Now, I'm not too familiar with what kinds of technologies there were at the time. Okay. I believe VHS was the go-to method of watching videos yes am i correct in saying that oh yeah absolutely okay quick side note um probably that summer i lived down the street from a a girl who also like my parents worked all day her parents worked all day so we would go we get on our bikes we would drive or drive we would ride our bikes to 7-eleven okay we would get candy slurpees and right next to the R seven eleven was a video store. We were able to buy candy, Slurpees, and rent two movies for like ten bucks. Wow. So yeah, it was definitely VHS. But then we'd go home and watch usually it was a scary movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, go wow. ahead. Two videos. Yes. Slurpees, candy. Oh yeah, everything a kid could want. For ten bucks. And our kid and our parents had no idea where we were. They just didn't care? Uh, no, I think they cared. They just trusted us. And it was a time when, oh, yeah, it's only a mile away. Like, they can ride their bikes there. <laughs> there wasn't as much to be worried about. <laughs> exactly, back then. yeah. 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 What video store did you go to? Oh, I haven't. It, was it like a mom and pop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom and pop type yep. video store. Well, that was very common before yes. 1985. Okay, yeah. David Cook said, you know what? I think there's a potential here to start a very lucrative business. And therefore, Blockbuster was born. Uh, I thought you were going to say that, but I had no idea that was his name. Yeah. Yep. When you said VHS and store, yep, VHS store or rental. Blockbuster. Block- <laughs> Blockbuster yeah. video. Is that one of their advertisements? I think so. So... I might be getting a little ahead of myself here, but I was born in 1993. Okay. I can remember what felt like up until I was, I don't know, 10, 11, going to Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Like, Blockbuster was the place I wanted to go because that meant we were getting a movie 
we're all going to sit together as a family. We're all going to watch something. Yep. And I just remember feeling this sense of excitement whenever yep. I would go to Blockbuster. It meant, you know, you could get two videos and all of a sudden, you know, you have your entire nights filled up. Yep. They also had candy, yep. popcorn, and I loved, for some reason, it just tasted better when it came from Blockbuster. Even though you could probably get the same thing from uh, Walmart. I remember when they started carrying video games, so that was kind of exciting too. So you could get a movie, and <laughs> it's always Nintendo. You could get a Nintendo game and like play all night with your friends, watch the movie, and then your night was set. Yeah. Get some popcorn. Usually, though, your visit to Blockbuster was at least two hours long deciding on what you wanted to watch. Maybe yeah. not maybe not that yeah. long. But it was it was a long time. Yeah. I remember being in there for a while. Yeah. I remember some debates, some heated debates sometimes with my siblings. Yes. Of oh, I want to see this movie. Uh uh-huh. well that didn't fly. So we usually had to bring our parents in and they had to be the tiebreaker. Ah. Uh-huh. So yeah. Anyway, fun fun times. <laughs> nice. Did you know that 88% of Fortune 500 companies that existed in 1955 are gone? 88%. That blows my mind. These companies have either gone bankrupt, uh-huh. merged, or still exist, but have fallen from the top Fortune 500 companies since 1955. <laughs> So, any idea what some of those are? As far as some of the 88%? The, the, yeah. Like the bigger ones, do you know? I uh, know Blockbuster's on there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we're going to get into just, uh, it blows my mind. When I was doing research on this, uh-huh. it blew my mind how much money Blockbuster brought in and how much they were worth at the peak of... of uh, their value okay my wife and i before we were married we would go to blockbuster get a video i once found (laughs) under her car seat oh no a a movie that we thought we had returned it was like a half a year later oh my gosh you might as well just keep we never went back we never went back (laughs) keep it yeah Honestly. Well, we were we we returned it. We 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 returned it. We returned it. it. <laughs> Waskly rabbits. <laughs> but we never we never went back to that one. And I think we we applied for a different card and everything so we could go to a different one. <laughs> Did they have blockbuster cards? Oh yeah, it was great. Really? Yeah. So you would go, you would scan the blockbuster yep. card, and that would like keep track of all your. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't know any, but I wish I still had mine. I'm sure I could probably find an old wallet or something that still has it. Yeah. Yeah. It might be worth something. I'll look for it. Yeah. I mean, that, that'd be kind (laughs) of cool. So today we are going to discuss what happened to Blockbuster, what caused a business worth $3 billion to fail. Many would like to think that Netflix caused Blockbuster to essentially shut down. That's what I was going to ask. It seems, though, that Blockbuster shot itself in the foot 
over the course of time. And here are some ways that they did this. Okay. Did you know in 1997, Blockbuster was, you know, crazy successful at this point. Yeah. It was 12 years old at this point. I didn't know how many stores it had, but it was a very successful company at this point. Yeah. Netflix started their company in in 1997. Okay. They were a very small company. They contacted Blockbuster. Netflix approached Blockbuster in hopes of selling itself to Blockbuster for $50 million. Today, that's $93 million. Oh, it, my God. Yeah, it's a okay. pretty big chunk of change. Well, well, when you're making billions, yeah. Why not take... Right. Yeah, I mean, when I have $3 billion <laughs> in worth, could Blockbuster afford this? I would say yes. You're absolutely right. In 1999, <laughs> Blockbuster raised... $465 million in an IPO. Do you know what an IPO is? Do you know anything so. about stocks or trading? No, no. Okay. I didn't either. But I found out that <laughs> an IPO stands for an initial public offering. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is when a private company basically makes its debut on the stock market and it shares like stock or it sells shares of stock in their company. So Blockbuster passed <laughs> on the steal. <laughs> so they had basically gotten $465 million just for going onto the stock market. Yeah. Passed up on this offer from Netflix to buy Netflix for $50 million. They claim that $50 million was too steep of a price. Former Netflix CFO Barry McCarthy said Blockbuster laughed us out of their office. (laughs) Do you use Netflix today? Uh, Yes, I do. I do too. I think every day. Yeah, probably every day for me too. Yeah. I happily pay the monthly fee so that I can, you know, Stream unlimited Netflix. That's right. What happened to Netflix in the following years? Just six years later, so this was in 1993, or sorry, 2003, they had 6 million subscribers and they were growing. This is Netflix. Okay. So I, I, we were, we were one of those subscribers. So you first, like when Netflix first came out. Yeah, when you would get the videos by mail. Yeah. Yeah. I remember very vividly being excited about going out to the mailbox uh-huh. and there being a Netflix. The little uh, red envelope. Yep. Yep. It was like a, it was a white square, but a, a red circle. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just thought it was amazing. It was so fun at the time. So let's compare Netflix and Blockbuster, just real quick. What, when you think of Netflix versus Blockbuster, what are some of the main differences that come to your mind? The first one that comes to mind is you either go to the video store and pick what you want that night, mm-hmm. or you wait three days and get it in the mail. Okay. So I guess if you have the patience and you know you're going to get it, 
might as well go with the mail. But if you if you have nothing else to do that night, yeah, Blockbuster. Yeah. No late fees. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get into that. Yep. That that's a big one. Yeah. Uh like what what drew you to Netflix to become a subscriber of them, even in the height at the height of Blockbuster's success? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it was unlimited. I think mm. as long as like you returned it, you could get another one. Return it, you get another one. Right. As many times as you wanted for like 10 bucks. Right. You go to Blockbuster, you get two movies, maybe for 10 bucks. Right. And you and had to return them. Exactly. Exactly. And yep. if you didn't, that's another 10 bucks. Right. Yeah. So one of the first things that came to my mind as to why I would choose Netflix over Blockbuster yeah. at that time would be convenience. Yes. Because from your home, you could get online and you could browse whatever movies they had and you could select which movie you wanted. Yeah. Have it arrive in the mail three days later. Yep. And you never have to leave the house. Yeah. Whereas, you know, yeah, it's probably not a big deal and people were probably less lazy at the time. But you had to put in some effort to yeah. go to Blockbuster and then shop and determine what you wanted to watch yeah. and then check it out and go back home. Yep. So there, and then you had to return it back to the store. Yes. So there was a little bit of an inconvenience there that Netflix, yeah, actually. Netflix offered a more convenient route. Blockbuster did not offer that service until. 2004 so this is a full seven years after, after netflix got their foot in the door in the market and started expanding i think i remember them trying i do too actually i can remember or the same concept right yeah yeah yep and i remember thinking blockbuster why would they why would they start doing this now like it's right? so late but that's what they did in 2004, Blockbuster attempted to create something similar to Netflix called Blockbuster Online. Did you ever use Blockbuster Online? I don't think so. I didn't either. Yeah. However, it did not measure up to Netflix's success. And basically, Netflix kinda kindly buried Blockbuster when it began its streaming services in 2007. So, oh wow! Basically, Blockbuster got on the train mm -hmm. pretty late. Oh yeah! And then a few years later, Netflix debuts this new technology where yeah. they can—you no longer have to rent and then wait for the movie. You can rent it and watch it then and then. immediately. Yeah, yeah. Talk about convenience. Oh yeah, especially compared to Blockbuster at that time. Yeah. Because I think Blockbuster, they, yeah, they were definitely renting DVDs by this point. They, yeah, oh yeah, they were still. Yeah. We had one right by where I work. Oh yeah? Up until, man, 10 years ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, we're, we're going to get into like the last of the last Blockbusters cool. and all that stuff. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings said, quote, 
My greatest fear at Netflix has been that we wouldn't make the leap from success in DVDs to success in streaming. Most companies that are great at something like AOL, (laughs) (laughs) dial-up, or do you remember a place called Borders Bookstores? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know anything about it, but apparently it was a pretty big chain. It was a pretty big deal. Yeah. They these companies and this is still uh, Reed Hastings talking. Those companies do not become great at new things people want, you know, streaming for example, because they are afraid to hurt their initial business. Mm-hmm. Eventually, these companies realize their error of not focusing enough on the new thing, and then the company fights desperately and hopelessly to recover. Companies rarely die from moving too fast, and they frequently die from moving too slowly. So he's obviously referring to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster was way too late. <laughs> They're like <coughs> almost 10 years behind. Yeah. So I just thought that was an interesting quote. That's, that's crazy. Late fees. Late fees. One of Blockbuster's main sources of revenue was late fees you were charged a dollar a day for late fees okay. so you're looking at six months <laughs> yeah that's uh that's quite a bit of money there at the time um, that's why we never went back <laughs> just, just keep it <laughs> would you like to guess how much money blockbuster made in the year 2000 from late fees a dollar a day Mm-hmm. From is, everybody that's rent, is it per movie? Yep. Oh my so god. So dollar per day per movie or uh, game, I'm guessing. That's got to be more than what they're bringing in, renting it, right? It made up 16 percent of Blockbuster revenue. Eight hundred oh million dollars in late fees in one year, or in one year. Oh, my God. I was very disappointed in society when I read this, even though I would do it the exact same. Like, I would definitely hold it for, like, two or three days Yeah, too late. Yeah. Now, tell me this, because I'm the kind of person where if I rent a movie, I watch it once, and I know the clock is ticking. I already feel this anxiety when I hit play. Mm Mm-hmm. Today, when you rent a movie, like if you go on Amazon and you rent a movie, you're usually greeted with a message of you have 48 hours to watch this. When you start the movie, you have 24 hours to finish it type deal. Okay, yeah. So I've always had this like tiny little bit of anxiety of like, oh man, I, I have to like, I only have so much time. I need to watch this movie. Yeah. And usually I watch a movie one time and I'm good. How is it with you when you rented movies and especially oh, for Blockbuster? For Blockbuster? Yeah. You would want to get it watched as soon as possible. If not, like if you were <laughs> able to watch it, you would take it back as soon as you could. Like, right. the, And it could be that night. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, I go to Blockbuster already knowing like, okay, yeah, I'm going if, to watch this movie tonight. Yes. 
and I'm imagining most people they go to Blockbuster and like maybe I don't know when they get off work five six yeah. p.m. they go to Blockbuster rent a movie bring it back watch it and probably return it the next day at five or six o'clock yeah sound about that sounds right. pretty yeah pretty right. reasonable that's that's what I'm that's expecting. probably what normal society would probably have done yeah yeah I, I would have returned it as soon as possible and I don't think and, and maybe it's just me there's no way that like if I started a movie there's no way I'm gonna be like oh well let's finish it tomorrow oh no yeah no. you don't do that no that's not normal yeah you, you finish to... it <laughs> you don't stop a movie <laughs> no. that's that's disrespectful exactly. unless it's to like hey pause it I'm gonna go Get take some care popcorn. Of... yeah exactly come back finish it yeah yeah. Like you should never pause it to the point where everybody gets up. Oh no! Like, you pause it for a couple minutes. Yeah, come back, finish the movie. Then you can go and do whatever you want. Yeah. Compared with Netflix, so Blockbuster is making eight hundred million in one year on late fees. Late fees. Netflix charged one flat fee. What was it? Ten bucks. I think it was ten bucks. For some reason, I'm remembering for, it was eight uh, bucks, maybe to start. Maybe eight bucks for one movie, but then you could upgrade it to like three movies for for ten bucks or something. Something like that. Okay, I forget. I wasn't a functional. At ad- some point, you could get three movies. Okay, I was not a functional adult at this point, so I didn't. <laughs> I didn't care about the price, you know. Right. Eventually. Blockbuster decided that, you know what? Netflix is kind of eating into our business a little bit. We're going to cancel these late fees. Uh-huh. Now, keep in mind, they're making $800 million in the year 2000. That on seems late like fees a bad idea for them. Alone. Yes. <laughs> Everybody else is a great idea. Oh, yeah. But it was already too late. <laughs> it was too late. By the time they had decided to cancel these fees netflix had already like dominated 30 steps ahead oh yeah 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 this gave the customer less incentive to return the movie to blockbuster okay because now there's no penalty you can keep the movie as long as you want oh i remember that i remember that being a big deal when they canceled the, the fees yeah yeah, and that's exactly what people would do. They would rent it and like, I'll return it whenever I want. So I didn't do deep enough research, but do you remember at that time after Blockbuster canceled their fees, do you remember like what the price of renting a movie was? I think it went up a couple bucks. Really? I think so. Okay. And when and at that point, you're running to the, like, do I rent a movie or do I just go to the movies? Like, yeah, see a brand new blockbuster, and and you're only spending five dollars more. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that aspect at the, at the time. Like now, it's crazy insane. But yeah, in 2006, Blockbuster launched a program called Total Access. Do you remember Total Access? I don't. I don't remember that one. In this program, the customer could return rentals to Blockbuster. And in return, they received a DVD rental at low cost. (laughs) While it was successful, 
it costs them $2 each exchange, causing them to raise the cost of the program. So from what I'm seeing is there was no longer an incentive because there, there was no late fee. There's no incentive to return a movie oh, that you right. rented. So Blockbuster came up with an idea. Well, if you bring the movie back, we'll give you a discount basically okay on okay. your next that makes, that makes rental. sense okay and it was it did its job yeah. so it, it caused people to return their movies but obviously they were losing money at this point because they're, uh, yeah. they're basically like you know we'll we'll give you a, another rental if you bring it back <laughs> kind of like in our mcdonald's yeah case, yes right? okay yeah this made for unhappy customers after they raised the price. Additionally, you have big companies like Walmart, Target, and Best Buy selling DVDs at a loss to get customers in the door. Oh, yeah. Which caused Blockbuster to lose even more customers. Oh, wow. So basically, you rent the movie at Blockbuster, there's no late fee. Keep it as long as you want. If there's another movie out there that you think you're interested in, you're only gonna pay like half the price. Yeah. So go bring the movie back. You now get a discount on your next rental. Well, then they're gonna raise the price. Right. And basically you could either rent the movie or buy a DVD for the same price and keep it forever and keep it for however long you want and nobody cares about that movie anymore and that's what we did yeah that's what we started doing i should say as yeah a, as a young family because i can remember you walk into walmart and they had these gigantic bins yeah of just assorted movies yep like no rhyme or reason just yep. poured into this bin yep and it was like three bucks or something yep. three or four bucks from 1996 to 2010 Blockbuster only profited two of those 14 years. From 2002 to 2006, Blockbuster lost $4.4 billion. That's insane. In the course of four years. And yet it was like, nobody knew there was a problem until they were like, hey, we're closing. Yeah. I, or maybe maybe they did. I don't know. I never paid attention, but it was still a place that you saw and you could go, but nobody did. Yeah, I I remember like I could have sworn I saw blockbusters up until five years ago. Mm -hmm. Just in my mind, that's how prevalent blockbuster yeah. was growing up, and how exciting it was that I would remember even as an adult passing yep. a blockbuster and being like, oh wow, yeah. blockbuster. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going in there anymore, but I remember Blockbuster. <laughs> yep. That was a cool time. It turned into, for Blockbuster for us, turned into that place where you could buy previously viewed DVDs and, well, at VHS for some of them. But, so it turned into like uh, like where you would go to buy the movies themselves. Basically. If you waited long enough, you could get them for like 10 bucks. Yeah. Like a, like a one that you really loved. Did you ever rent a movie? At Blockbuster, and there were just so many scratches on the DVD. Yes, that you couldn't read it. Like, <laughs> yes, I I remember that being a problem sometimes. Yeah. 
Yep. And having to take it back, be like, this doesn't work. Can mm-hmm. I get another copy? By the way, that reminds me, Blockbuster, if they if there was a limited amount of copies they had of a movie. Yeah. So if you went in there expecting to rent this movie and everybody before you had rented it, you're just out of luck. Yep. Like you you have to find something else. Yep. I remember that. <laughs> Imagine sure. that having being restricted and what you could rent. <laughs> what a world, what a time to be oh, alive, man. man. Yeah. So we're going to kind of get into some of the reasons as to why Blockbuster had this mentality and they were so stubborn. Carl, I was say, did they did they honestly think that they were going to be able to continue to succeed quote unquote I think it definitely caught them by surprise okay how fast technology developed oh to the point where now people didn't have to go out to rent movies they could you know watch movies yeah at in their home yeah that they rented online yeah Carl Eichen was an investor in um, Blockbuster and Jim Keyes was the CEO installed in 2007. Both of them were committed to the brick and mortar mentality. Oh, wow. Essentially crippling themselves. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, even... (laughs) In 2007. Did nobody uh, give them an update when they took the job or like... (laughs) I have no... Like, hey, uh, in congratulations, you're the president, but... You yeah. might want to rethink something. Yeah, you're the you're the president, but I think you made a bad decision here. After, because obviously Blockbuster couldn't keep up, so they filed for bankruptcy. What year was this? In 2010. Okay. Okay. Nico Salentano was a uh, Blockbuster shareholder at the time. Said this. Jim Keyes is the main reason Blockbuster is in this position today, due to his denial of being in a business model that did not work anymore. If Jim Keyes would have seen the changes that were evolving in this industry in the past few years, Blockbuster would not have been in the courts today filing Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. This is just a shareholder. This is a shareholder. Yeah. So imagine how much they, you know, the company was valued at eight billion dollars yeah lost four point four billion dollars over the course of four years imagine how angry this shareholder yeah imagine how angry that guy was jim and this is still nico salento speaking jim keys has failed in his job as ceo of blockbuster and should resign immediately that's what he said it's funny because now in hindsight yeah even if he resigned like it was gone yeah Yeah. they were way too late at this point so let's talk about the bankruptcy a little bit okay in 1994 viacom bought blockbuster okay it's a pretty big company yeah or should i say it was i don't know how they are now yeah to buy it in 1994 i guess they had to be somewhat okay 
successful and pretty big company. But then they sold it in 2004. Okay. Smart move. Yeah. <laughs> As part of the deal, Blockbuster had to pay $5 a share dividend. Oh, my God. Which caused them to take out a $905 million loan. Just to pay the... Just to pay the shareholders. Think about some of these bad decisions. Oh, my God. When Blockbuster finally filed for bankruptcy in 2010, they were $1 billion in debt. So they had gone... So they went from $8 billion in like worth mm-hmm. <laughs> to, <laughs> to a billion oh dollars in the red. Goodness. Dish Network bought them out for $320 million. Okay, they're still in debt. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why they made that decision. Uh, then in 2013, Dish announced that they were closing all 300 remaining stores in the United States. So I guess they had at some point between... This is 2013, you said? This is 2013. Okay. And there was 300 stores left. Yes. And from the video you showed me, there was 9,000? Yep. Just from that video? Yep. 9,000 stores (laughs) over the course of... From 2002 is when things really started to go south. Okay. And they lost, from 2002 to 2013, they lost like 95% of their businesses, of their stores. In 2013, they made the announcement that they were going to close all their stores. Basically, Netflix created a better business model and then Redbox kiosk. I was going to say, where does Redbox show up here? <laughs> Redbox kiosk and the whole digital phenomenon eliminated the need for consumers to go to a separate DVD store. I mean, basically, convenience yeah. killed Blockbuster. Yep. Now you could rent movies online. You could go you could to... pick a, up a movie at the grocery store. Yeah, you and not have to have an interchange with a person uh-huh. an exchange of with a person you could just uh, you know think I want to rent a movie so yep. I'll go to this Redbox kiosk <laughs> we did that for quite a while too I remember using Redbox yeah. quite a bit there's still one you're kidding where I work yeah there's still a Redbox still a Redbox functioning functioning yeah have you rented anything from it I don't think we've rented from Redbox in like two three years yeah i uh, i mean last time i rented from redbox was probably eight years ago honestly yeah and then we just i think now i mean everything is released digitally way before it comes to dvd so like yeah we were just thinking about it would that's another thing too like going to the movies like for four of us to go it's like you know, throw a hundred dollars down. Right. Tickets, food, oh yeah, and drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you if you're patient enough, like I said earlier, like twenty bucks, you own it. Oh and, yeah. And it was only out a month ago. Right. Yeah. 
I it blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. Red box. I don't know how long they're gonna make it. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I guess I could because Netflix doesn't carry everything. Mm, okay. So True. They, I mean, they will eventually carry, in my opinion, every movie, but not all at the same time. Right. So there is that kind of. Okay. You know, you pay a monthly fee, but you may not have access yeah. to every title there is. Right. And then you can like have Amazon Prime or something and yep. spend three or four bucks, rent a movie. Yep. May not be a blockbuster, but still not right. a bad deal. Yeah. Finally, self importance brought down Blockbuster. CEO Jim Keyes said I've been frankly confused by this fascination that everybody has with Netflix. Netflix doesn't really have or do anything that we can't or don't already do ourselves. Then cut to two years later, being bankrupt. Ultimately, Blockbuster was too stuck in the past on their previous successes. They were unable to see the change on the horizon and adapt to it, causing them a major fail i'm curious <laughs> and not to offend anybody but was the, was the blockbuster cao ceo was he an older man in my research i remember thinking that carl Icahn, mm-hmm. jim keys and the founder of blockbuster david cook yeah I do remember them being older. Okay. I mean, from the time when, like, oh, like VHS is so cool. Let's open our video yep. store. Like, mm-hmm. this is the future. Yes. And to be fair, yeah, Blockbuster was pretty revolutionary Yo, at yeah. the time. Yes. They had developed a system where they would scan cards so that they could keep track of yeah. the account and who had what. Mm-hmm. They also mm-hmm. had a barcode system that they would scan the uh, the the video yeah and it would keep track of the time where it was yep. who it had been rented out to and then that would also help with supply and demand yeah blockbuster had huge warehouses where they would put all of these movies and depending on where in the country the demand was for that certain for that certain movie they could ship more to that area i mean yeah that's pretty cool that it was revolutionary at the time i mean go from mom and pop video rental stores who basically just gave it to you and just trusted yeah that you would bring it back on time to multi-billion dollar company who could keep track of every piece of of technology every video they knew where it was and they could ship it anywhere they needed to yeah. that's pretty revolutionary that's pretty cool time. yeah but the inability to uh progress mm-hmm. and, and see where the market was heading yeah they were they were very successful Black i was gonna say, was do amazing. they do you think and i don't know if this is part of the the, the story or not but if they would have had, I mean, people hire people for that kind of like research. Right. Do, they, they, do you think they had those people or they just didn't listen to them? 
That's a good question. I don't know, honestly. Yeah. A lot of companies nowadays have innovation teams. Yes. To stay up to date and do research on where the market is heading. Like, yeah, exactly. What the next generation wants, like what they... Yeah. And they're basically there to think of what the next step is. Yeah, yeah. Whereas company like Blockbuster, very successful, made a lot of money. Uh -huh. They just felt like they didn't have to adapt. Yeah. And so they didn't to their own demise. That is, it's kind of sad. Did you know that there's still one Blockbuster that's open? I actually did know that. Do you know where it is? It's uh, Portland, right? Or Oregon? Close, yeah. Okay. Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Okay. I didn't know at the time when we just went on our cruise uh -huh. that I was going to choose to do Blockbuster. Uh -huh. But if I had known, I think I would have made a special trip <laughs> Absolutely. down to Portland because it's only a few hours away. Yeah. Go down there, visit this place because yeah. I have to just relive the nostalgia yes. of it. Yes. They're a full-blown video rental store. You can still rent there? You can still rent oh, movies. I thought it was more like a... <laughs> for lack of better words like a museum basically it is yeah oh, okay yeah. so but you can still live the whole experience of going oh, wow. to blockbuster renting a movie even buying snacks you can do all oh, that sweet they have different pieces of memorabilia like they have different costumes yeah that were used in actual movies like oh wow like okay. robin hood's um like his jacket okay like, stuff like that yeah b-roll museum material right. basically right. yeah they sell merchandise like blockbuster themed yeah uh, clothes kind of rewind yeah, yeah yeah those kinds of things at this blockbuster store they've been operating it for over 20 years and they refused to go down basically and they right. Wow, okay. It's a franchise location. Okay. So I didn't know what franchise location meant, but basically it's... It's like privately owned, kind of? Kind of, yeah. yeah. So it, it costs less to start up. So like a company-owned store is Blockbuster paid for absolutely everything. Uh -huh. The name, the rights to the business, uh, their ideas, their intellectual property. Yeah. A franchise is... Like, I want to be a part of Blockbuster and I want to have my video store, but have Blockbuster's name, Blockbuster's furniture, okay, Blockbuster's idea. Is that, was that their idea anyway? Or did, was, were they franchised out or was that? They, yeah, that, from the get go, they decided they were going to do a franchise oh, okay. Blockbuster. I did not know that. Yeah. That, I'm oh, talking well. about the one in, in Bend. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. They made the decision that they were going to start this Blockbuster store. Yeah. And Blockbuster went bankrupt. Yeah. But they refused to go away. So they're the... They That's awesome. are the only Blockbuster that remains. So Anywhere. From nine, yeah, in the world. Oh, wow. 9,000 stores to one. It's just one. Yep. And that one could go away at any point. So, yeah. Make your way down to... The Blockbuster in Bend, yes. Oregon. So, some questions for discussion. All right. 
Why did Netflix win? Why do you think? I think uh, I think we talked about it. Like the 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 ability to see where things were going. Mm-hmm. Th- that's huge. Yeah. Oh, I mean, who knows? I uh, that would be another whole story. But like, they didn't like they didn't fall back at all. I mean, they have. M- it's a Netflix production or this mm-hmm. movie, this television ser- or series. Yep. They're huge. Oh yeah. But they keep moving forward. Yep. And since you mentioned that, that was just another example of them evolving, making their own productions. Uh-huh. You have these different Netflix productions that are coming from different countries. Yes. Not just Hollywood. Yeah. There are productions in that come from South Korea, from Japan, from yes. China. Yeah. Like they have they evolved to beat Blockbuster, even if that wasn't their intention. Yeah. And they are continuing to evolve to stay ahead of the game. Yeah. Blockbuster could have done that. They had the money. They could yeah, they could have had their own movie production. I I thought about where Blockbuster would be today if they had bought Netflix. And it's almost scary. How could Blockbuster have adapted to compete more with Netflix? Because it is different, right? Yeah. Netflix started with no brick and mortar. Right. So... That's a lot of overhead that they didn't have to deal with. Yeah. Blockbuster, that was their whole slice of yeah, the pie was brick kinda, and mortar. Yeah. You kind of wonder, like, maybe if they had the hindsight to be like, well, let's, instead of opening 9,000 stores, let's open half of that, mm-hmm. take that money, and, you know, invest in something like Netflix. Mm hmm. For only fifty million dollars, yeah, which is way less than even their late fees. Yeah, which like they could have insane. taken a year of late fees, <laughs> invested in a company like Netflix or even Netflix. Yep, and been like, <laughs> you're right. Who? Yeah, not just invest in them, but buy them. Yes, and just have them a part of your company right uh like that's gotta be whoever made that final decision oh must like kick themselves every day and i bet you they use netflix oh (laughs) that would be funny to find out i would love to know that yes um (laughs) will brick and mortar stores continue to have success in the future what do you think? So I, I I have a little theory, and I think, yes, they will. Oh, okay. I think people like tangible stuff, and they're finding out that they do. Um, for example, uh, the whole vinyl record mm. comeback. Mm-hmm. People like being able to look at a, a, a picture and read lyrics and and hold something in their hand. Yep. I think 
like at the beginning of our talk here, we talked about how thrilling it was to go to a, a store, walk around for maybe hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, being with a, with your family or a, a girlfriend, uh, you know, just walking around looking for something to watch. Mm-hmm. It's another experience that we don't have anymore. That is true. And I think people want that again or will want that again. I kind of agree with you. Maybe not in a, that big of a uh, scale. Like Blockbuster right. was. Yeah. Like that's. But I think people want that again. Before you gave that answer, I think I was. I was more on the side of no, like we're going fully digital. Yeah. But after you gave that answer, I think I kind of agree with you. Yeah. I think that obviously digital is not going away. No, digital no, no. is yeah. the path forward yeah. and there's tremendous growth yes. in digital. Yeah. I mean this podcast and is and, digital. And, yeah, exactly. And digital is exciting. Like you, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean the access, the instant access. That's cool too. Yes. Yeah. I think it's going to be the you're gonna always have digital. Like that's just the standard that people will always have. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be this group of people who use both digital. Yes. And they also want the experience of going, shopping, yep. holding whatever vinyl in their hand. Yeah. Taking it back. It may even be better quality than digital. Right. And just going through that experience of, okay, I'm not going to shuffle and listen to you know classical music right. versus you know, like heavy skip, metal. Skip, skip. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to be patient. You yes. have to set it on the vinyl, the record player. Yeah. You have to listen to every song yeah. in sequence. Yeah. And I think we've lost a lot of that patience. Yes. As a society. Yeah. Now it's all about TikTok <laughs> and just scrolling until yeah. you find something that interests you. And then, I mean, Back in the day, before you had digital, you had to have patience. Yeah. And that's just all people knew. I have another example for you. Two days ago, Allison, my daughter, uh, she got an old camera, a film camera from my brother-in-law, took pictures and took it to the, the Walgreens to get developed. They still she do that? Has, she has to wait two to three weeks Whoa. for it to come back. You used to be able to take film to the grocery <laughs> store or Walgreens or whatever, get it back in an hour. Really? One hour photo. Like they just and had the staff? They had the staff. They had the, the I guess, the technology. The technology <laughs> which blows my mind because now we're like, years later and we don't have that ability to like they have to like read the manual yeah every time yeah exactly <laughs> so i th- she's excited to get these pictures back and you don't know what you're gonna get it could be terrible it could be terrible they could none of them could come out yeah but you have that like well i wonder what i'm gonna get i don't remember taking this picture oh i remember this like That's true yeah and then it so, brings up all these yes memories. yeah yeah 
Could you and imagine? I, yeah. The self-loathing if you forgot to take the lens cap off. <laughs> I told her about that. I said, just remember when you take these pictures, first of all, you have to rewind the film to make sure that it will take that picture. And second of all, take the lens off. She's like, what? <laughs> or the lens cap. <laughs> I said, you don't know how many times when I was in high school, I took photography and, and you, you have to physically take that cap off. Yep. <laughs> and if you didn't, like you missed your opportunity and you're like, yep. she's like, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. And then because you have to pay for that, right? To yes. take it and get developed. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, you can't look at it and be like, oh, I don't like that one. Let's try again. It's so funny when I take pictures now, I have an, an iPhone 13 mini. So it's a pretty small phone. Yeah. But like 50% of my pictures have my finger in them. <laughs> and it irritates me to no end. <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm like, we're living in 2023. Yeah. Is there not some type of software that would say, hey, dummy, Let's take your finger out. is in the picture. Why don't you move that out of the way? Yep. No. Blows my mind. Yeah. Um. Where would Blockbuster be now if Netflix never existed? Do you think they would still have brick and mortar? Do you think they would have evolved eventually? To be honest with you, I think they'd be in the same exact place. I think they were pretty stubborn. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't... Even if something like Netflix wouldn't have come along, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have had that intuition to like move ahead right so yeah i think they'd, they'd still be nowhere i think netflix was a disruptor to the industry yeah i think they had a unique idea yeah that took hold and basically changed the course of the industry yeah i think if netflix had never existed i think it would still be I don't even know. Like, I think it would have even had a little bit of an effect on technological development. Yeah. I don't think that we would have the type of devices we have now if something like Netflix hadn't come along and yeah. made it so convenient for you to take your iPad or your phone and watch a movie. Oh, yeah. Like, if it was something you had to physically that was, put yeah. in. In 1985, that was a dream to be able yeah. to be like, <laughs> oh, I'm laying in my bed. I'm watching. Yeah. I'm watching a movie. I like that would be so advanced for that time. Yes. I would. Yeah. That That's crazy. What? quick question, kind of side point, but what came first streaming Netflix or music? Because that's another thing that I was like, that'll net. Like, how can you, when the CD came out, I thought you can't get better than this. Like, this is it. Like, you can't go anywhere with this or anywhere further. And now <laughs> I could pull up any song right now. Any song. Yeah. I I think Netflix probably. I'm thinking I, they I, came I think first video too. streaming came yeah. first. Because I can remember <laughs> you still had to buy music. Like there was there wasn't really a service for oh, renting right. yeah. music for a long time because of the way the industry is set up. Yeah, it for the longest time it was 
I guess, considered illegal <laughs> to, you know, quote unquote, stream music. Yeah. You had to buy it. Buy it. You could yeah. buy it digitally, but it's not the same as it is now where you pay Apple yeah. for Apple Music. Yeah. And then they keep track of who you listen to and then pay the artist. Yeah. I think it was just you paid the artist for their yeah. art. Yeah. So. Huh. Just a different industry, I think. But would they have had that idea if they didn't? If Netflix wouldn't have said, "Hey, let's stream movies." <sighs> yeah, I don't know. That's, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think it would have taken a lot longer uh, uh, yeah. to get to that point. Yeah, and I'm so thankful for the way it is now. Oh man, being able to stream Netflix, yeah, music, podcast, so on okay. my phone. Going back to my stupid thought about how does it get better than a CD? Now we have digital music, we have digital movies. Where does it go from here? Like, how does it get better than this? Or is this it? You have to implant a chip in <laughs> your so brain. How, right? I think a lot of, I, <laughs> I, I know people say, oh, well, that's, that, that would never happen. But I think if, if the opportunity came for people to be able to try that and do it, Oh, so many people. Oh, yeah. Music, if someone said to me, hey, you can listen to anything, no one would know, it's just in your head, sign me up. I think <laughs> I, I think it, it can go that route. I think the way for it to get better is for technology to get better. So instead of having, and this is going to sound really, really lazy. Okay. Instead of having to take my AirPods out when they're dead, yeah. And put them into the charging case so that they can charge up. Yeah. Develop the technology so that it never has to be charged up. Oh, man. Like That'd be it so comes cool. from Apple fully charged for the rest for of its the, life. For life. Yeah. I would pay for that. Oh, yeah. I'd pay so much money for that. <laughs> and it's such a small yeah. you know, inconvenience to yeah. charge up my devices. It's just part of life. Yeah. Much like it was part of life for people to just carry around CD cases. Oh, yeah. That was full of different yes. CDs. Like, yep. they just thought that's as good as it gets. Okay, yep. cool. Yeah. The next step is the technology itself has to get out of the way. Oh, yeah. It's my theory. At least. That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> so, would you consider this a fail, flop, or a fiasco? Fail. Fail. Yeah. Definitely fail. 100%. Like, Failure to <laughs> adapt. Yes. I mean, there's a really, there's a really good bad lesson there to maybe listen to what's going on. Yes. Yeah. Listen. I almost wonder if there weren't people at Blockbuster who were younger. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to get the message across like, hey, you need to adapt. And then there was this generation war. Yes. The older generation was like, no, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. We've built this business and we're successful, not your stupid ideas. Uh -huh. I wouldn't doubt if that happened. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> I've always thought that if they wanted to like try a comeback, they could have a streaming service, but you know how Netflix, you have to watch what they provide. 
Right. Sometimes, most of the time, like if you're thinking, oh, I want to watch this. Oh, it's not there. If Blockbuster somehow were to still rent movies, make it a super cheap price, like 99 cents, but have everything available. Everything. Yep. I think that would be a pretty cool idea. I, w- I would rent a movie for 99 cents. Yeah. Like an older movie or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just like have whatever older movie. Yeah. You wanted fun fact. So the guy who started Netflix started Netflix because he was irritated at a late fee that he had received from Blockbuster. It was like 30 bucks late fee. So he kept it for a lot longer than he was supposed to. Yeah. But it irritated him because he could have bought the movie. Yes. For cheaper than that. So he developed Netflix. That is amazing. That is great. Yeah. It's yeah. a good story. Yeah. Not a good story for Blockbuster. <laughs> no. Great story for Netflix. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. Please follow us on Twitter at FX3Podcast. Our Instagram is at F3Pod underscore cast. And Facebook is Failures, Swaps, and Fiascos. Please feel free to submit your fail of the week to fx3podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next time.